Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and happy Tuesday. Oh, yes, it may not be a happy Tuesday for your wallet. Why? Because the new inflation numbers are out 8.5% in the month of March. That You have to go back to the Jimmy Carter disaster years to reach an inflation level like that. Joe Biden and Jimmy Carter have something in common for the first time. The largest inflations in the last half century in American history belong on their watches. Yes, that came out this morning. A very important development all around Today, we're going to focus on Hunter Biden, the laptop from hell, the continuing revelations, the belated acknowledgement and reporting by mainstream news media. And we couldn't have two better people to give us that tour today. First up, the extraordinary New York Post columnist, the author of that great book we just mentioned. Miranda Devine is here in the house. We're going to talk about all things Hunter Biden. I think we're going to break some news with a really great journalist. And then we're going to go back to the guy that started it all, the Delaware computer shop owner, John Paul McIsaac, who found the laptop, legally possessed it, gave it to the FBI, starting what has now been a four-year criminal investigation that it seems to be coming to a head soon. It seems like a lot of activity. The Biden family clearly is concerned. They're out lashing out more and more about the possibility of a Hunter Biden criminal indictment. Again, won't know if that happens until it happens. He deserves the benefit of the doubt until he's convicted, if he were to be. But the Biden family's acting as though some bad news is on the horizon for them. So we're not going to spend a lot of time talking. We're going to get right to the interviews. We'll take a quick commercial break when we come back. First up, Miranda Devine, followed by John Paul McIsaac, an all-day Hunter Biden laptop extravaganza right after this commercial break. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, 
Thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. I am so excited to have this next guest on. She is the author of the best book I've read in the last 10 years, Laptop from Hell, Hunter Biden, Big Tech, and the Dirty Secrets the President Tried to, the President tried to Hide. And she just wrote a column in the last 24 hours that I think has the uh, radar right over the bullseye. Joining me right now is the great journalist Miranda Devine. Miranda, great to have you on today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on, John. It's a real honor. It's an honor to have you. The column you did in the New York Post, I think, really captures it. At the end of the day, it's not even in dispute anymore that uh, Hunter Biden uh, was shaking down foreign interest and, you know, basically had an influence peddling scheme. The real question now left for America is what did Joe Biden know? Was he engaged? Was he a beneficiary? And you did such a great job putting together the picture of what we now know about the president. What, What motivated that column and what do you think the big takeaway is? Uh, motivated the column, I guess, look, you know, we're trying to take the story forward. And uh, it's interesting that in the last couple of weeks now that the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN and, you know, NBC, the rest of them yeah, all the CBS, uh, Friday, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've all come to the party and suddenly, you know, <laughs> acknowledge, you know, they've turned on a dime. Suddenly the laptop is real. It's not Russian disinformation. But they've crafted this new narrative, which is that they are um, putting a firewall around Joe Biden and they're saying it has nothing to do with Joe Biden. And I, I was just struck. I, I wrote about it at the time, but over the week and talking to people, it became more and more extraordinary Extraordinary what Ron Klain did, the White House, yes. Chief, White House Chief of Staff last weekend. I mean, it was really wrong of him to um, intervene, which is what he did in that uh, Delaware grand jury, that investigation, because what he should have said was there's an ongoing investigation Investigation, we can't comment. And that's normally what you would expect someone in his position to do. And that would kind of kill the story off and people would stop asking him questions. He didn't do that. What he said was the president is confident that his son and his brother, Jim Biden, Joe's brother, Jim, have done nothing wrong, are innocent. And not only that, that this has nothing to do with Joe Biden or anyone else in the White House. And, you know, those are two extraordinary comments which would send a chill over any investigator in Delaware. And I think there's a huge amount of pressure coming down on David Weiss and uh, from the White House. But there also ought to be equal pressure from the public to ensure that he and his team do the right thing by the American people and make sure that truth is told and the right people are brought to account. And that's all the American people want, right? Wherever the chips fall, they fall. If Joe Biden's involved, he's not involved. Exactly. We, we, we need to know. Yeah. And the Biden machine has done everything for two and a half years to keep us from that, whether it was censoring you on, on all the different platforms as you began the laptop project, all the attacks on me back in 2019 when I started yeah. asking questions. Uh, but it seems like the, the dam has broken. And I think you get a very clear picture uh, you, you've nailed the Hunter Biden part of this down, right? This is an old-fashioned influence peddling scam, just like we've seen, you know, through history. You've done a really good job at, at the, all the hints and winks and nods on the laptop that somehow Joe Biden had commingled finances. Could you walk through some of the things that strike you that suggest that Joe Biden isn't some uh, far-out observer that didn't know what was going on? Well, look, first of all, is the most obvious, which is that um, he said that he knew nothing about Hunter's business, overseas business dealings, and yet he met multiple of his overseas business partners. Uh, he met, you know, Mexicans, Kazakhstanis, uh, Chinese, Russians, Ukrainians. Uh, he met 
them in Beijing. He met them in Washington, D.C. He invited them to his own home at the Naval Observatory. And he had um, not one, but I've discovered two dinners at Cafe Milano with Hunter's Overseas Business Partners. Um, and uh, in one of the, the dinners that um, you know we've already reported back in uh, back last year um, this was a dinner that Hunter organized in the private room at this Georgetown Italian restaurant and they were uh, you know on the guest list his Russian partners his or benefactors you know people who were giving him money his Ukrainian paymaster um, some Kazakhstanis um, this was a sort of a three-in-one deal so that his dad could meet everyone and what's marked about that is that Joe Biden tried to deny that until finally the White House admitted. And then the other part of the, um, the thing that's not quite as obvious and that you really have to dig into the laptop to find um, took me until last July, uh, you know, months after having the laptop to find these emails. But it's just um, indications that Hunter and Joe's money was commingled. There's uh, an email there from Hunter's partner, Eric Schwerin, talking about um, JRB bills, which is Joe Biden, Joseph Robinette Biden's bills. And it talks about, um, uh, you know, a whole lot of bills for the um, maintenance and upkeep on one of his Delaware homes. And that was things like, you know, fixing a retaining wall, doing painting, fixing shutters, installing new air conditioning in a cottage on the grounds, um, all of that, you know, a few thousand here, a few thousand there. And the reason it came up was because all these bills were well overdue and the local tradesmen were, uh, you know, clamoring to get paid. And Eric Schwerin, uh, we see in another email, seemed to have signature privileges over uh, this account for Joe Biden. He was able to bank a, um, a tax refund check for Joe Biden and then write a check on that account um, for Hunter Biden. So uh, that was another example of commingled finances. And other um, indications on the laptop are when Hunter complains at one point about having you know, money problems with his bank accounts. And he says, too many cooks in the, in the broth. Uh, you know, dad's got lines of credit or, or uh, you know, basically his father is connected to all these accounts. And so that was causing him a drama. And then there's another sort of very curious uh, moment when Hunter is uh, seeing a prostitute in uh, oh, one yes. of his hotels the text in LA. <laughs> yes. And, and suddenly, you know, he gets, um, it, all, the money doesn't go through. He tries all these different debit cards and, um, you know, several times the girl is trying to get the money through 5,000 here, 5,000 there. And suddenly all this money goes to sleep. He wakes up. All this money is disappearing from his, his bank accounts. Um, you know, 20,000, it, it got up to I think a hundred some odd thousand. And, uh, Suddenly, there's uh, all these text messages from these, uh, what we found out were uh, one very recently retired Secret Service agent who had been in charge of the Los Angeles field office, uh, as well as a, 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 another retired, very senior Secret Service guy who had been um, on uh, Joe Biden, when Joe Biden was vice president, he was his sort of number one Secret Service guy until he retired. So these two guys have shown up at the hotel and they're saying to uh, Hunter, let us in, let us in. And he's going, oh, just give me a few minutes. You know, he's probably cleaning up the room of his drugs. And um, finally, they say, we're at the door, let us in. And they say, that money is on Celtic's account. Now, Celtic or Celtic, I think you say, um, is the code name for Joe Biden that the Secret Service used. And so that showed that one of those debit cards was connected to Joe Biden's account. And um, you know, obviously it was a problem that there were thousands of dollars coming out of it, being ripped off perhaps by a prostitute. She eventually gave the money back. Right. Yeah, that's what, that's an amazing one. It does me. I, I want to go back to the one that you cited in your column today because I've seen this one a couple of times and I've mentioned a couple of my reporting, but it's so dispositive there's not much ways you can read this it says your dad's delaware tax refund check came to this is eric schwerin by the way a mm -hmm. rosemont seneca guy who shouldn't be doing the vice president's finances right he's a no. independent party president yeah. of rosemont seneca yeah, yeah. and Which it's june 10th 2010 so joe biden is vice president under barack obama yes. when this email sent i am depositing it in his account meeting joe biden's account and writing a check in that amount back to you since he owes it to you meaning Joe Biden owes Hunter Biden money from this deal. 
how much more clear does it have to be that there was commingled finances? And when you hear that, such an amazing find. And I think the way you wrote today's column, the way you've you know exploited all the stuff in your book, you get the sense that the Bidens are one big operation. It isn't like Hunter is some wayward child out there. It seems like, no. yeah, there is a... A column that you mentioned I saw over the uh, weekend over my old employer at the Hill, Hill newspaper, Doug Schoen, who I think is pretty good at predicting where Democrats are heading. Uh, and his idea that if this gets to Joe Biden, this has enormous like Watergate style consequences to the Democratic Party. What did you think about that warning? Yes, look, I thought that was interesting because that's the first real sign we have that the Democrats are getting the jitters about this story. They've managed to quarantine themselves away from it and just cast Hunter as being this sort of wayward drug addict. And, you know, which Hunter, I mean, you can see in the laptop, Hunter is enraged by being dismissed like that. When, as he says, he's the one who's been the bag man. He's been funding the entire family for 30 years. He complained about giving half his salary to his father. And now... Now they want to throw him under the bus just to suit uh, Joe Biden's uh, political career. Um, he was furious about that and he was fur- particularly enraged at the time that he left his laptop in Delaware. So make of that what you will. But I think Doug Schoen uh, really um, hits the nail on the head. He suddenly it's this realization that this is a scandal. You used to have Watergate proportions. I mean, I think it makes Watergate look like, um, you know, a picnic. It's really uh, enormous. It went on right under the nose of the Obama administration. Uh, what was their ethics? Walter Schaub do. I mean, we know from the laptop that there were concerns. There was pushback. I mean, at one point when Joe Biden uh, does a selfie or does a photograph actually taken by Hunter in his office with Devin Archer, Hunter's uh, partner, just before they they both get onto Burisma, the Burisma board. Um, And that photograph, uh, a day or two later, appears on the Burisma website to advertise that they were going to have these, you know, very well-connected Americans joining the board. Um, that was quickly pulled off the Burisma website because this same guy, Eric Schwerin, who's like Hunter's factotum, sends this uh, panicked message and says the White House, uh, sorry, the Vice President's counsel, names this female lawyer, um, has uh, just contacted us urgently to get that taken down because it looks bad. Well, yeah, it looks bad. I mean, it, but that was how nakedly they were plying their trade using the all the accoutrements of the Vice Presidency like Air Force Two, for, to, to facilitate Hunter doing uh, this business on behalf of the family using Joe Biden's uh, power as the second most powerful man in the world, uh, his influence in these countries that he'd been tasked to, to represent America in, you know, China, Ukraine, for instance. Um, and he was just abusing that power and those privileges. Yeah, it really is remarkable. There's been an interesting dynamic in the last a couple of weeks where particularly House Republicans are beginning to say, you know, we ought to take this out of David Wise's uh, hands and put it to a special prosecutor, which, by the way, probably restarts the clock on the investigation in some way. Your thoughts on on the calls to do a special prosecutor, or is it more prudent to see where Wise ends up in the next you know, couple of uh, months? Because it seems like a lot of activity before the grand jury in the last few weeks. What, where, what do you think about the, the two different camps of thought in that? Yeah, look, I'm with you on the latter, that um, you just just let Weiss continue his investigation. It seems as if they are, you know, they're calling on Hunty's former business partners. They've upped the pace in the last, say, eight, nine months. Um, they have, uh, we know that they've called Devin Archer. I mean, he's a crucial uh, witness. We know, um, well, they haven't yet called Tony Bobulinski, um, but I assume that they're keeping him till the last yeah. because... He knows so much, particularly about the CFC uh, stuff, um, and uh, and I just think it would be a mistake. You know, why why on earth already the grand jury is asked is being you know the investigators are asking witnesses who is the big guy. They're obviously pulling on the right threads, which lead to Joe Biden. So I just don't understand this pressure for a special counsel. I think we need to trust that they are going to do the right thing. If they don't, there are other things, you know, other investigations that will happen after the midterms. Um, And doing a special counsel just locks it in a box for God knows how long. Um, And so I, I don't, I just, I think that's misguided. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. And I think Ron Johnson, uh, who's probably done as much as anyone in Congress to look at this, yeah. uh, has the same sentiment that you and I do, which is, uh, you know, it, it seems like there's a lot of activity. Something's about to happen. Let that play out before you give the Biden Justice Department a chance to kick it to someplace that'll probably take it well beyond next year's election or the, uh, this yeah. November's election. It's fascinating. David Ho, uh, the Chinese business partner, is someone. Patrick. I'm sorry, Patrick. My mind my, my block. I was reading something else. Uh, Patrick Ho, one of the many people around Hunter Biden that gets convicted <laughs> over the last four or five years. I mean, he's got all his business partners in the tribal racket, uh, Devin Archer among them, Galanis, all those. But it seems as though Patrick Ho has become more and more important to the counterintelligence aspects of this. In your reporting, all the work you've done, doesn't it seem probable at this point that the U.S. intelligence community would have had to do a damage assessment on the Biden family, just given the fact that Hunter Biden was so connected to Patrick? hundred percent. And I've always been very suspicious of particularly, say, John Brennan. I mean, John Brennan was the head of the CIA um, during uh, when, you know, Joe Biden was vice president, um, and he was very close to the administration, obviously a Democrat. Now, they, they, the CIA, the intelligence services, must have known what Hunter Biden was doing because he was mixing with the very inner sanctum of Vladimir Putin, those oligarchs in Moscow that right. he was uh, going in, you know, going to their homes, having meals there with them. Um, but he was also uh, mixing with um, the Chinese. You know, he had all these business deals with you know, the top Chinese state-owned um, enterprises. But as well as that, he the CEFC deal was incredible. I mean, that, that was going it on really the last was. few years of the Biden vice presidency, which I don't think people understand. No, they don't. That the money might have come in in 2017. And the Joe deals Biden were done was in the hurt. last two years, 15 and 16. That's right. And that was what the money was for. The money, that that $6 million to Rob Walker and the $5-plus million to Hunter and Jim, that was that might have come in after Joe left office, but uh, it was for payment for work that had been done in 2015 and 2016. And um, that work was, I mean, incredible in terms of America's uh, national interest because uh, CEFC is not just a company, it is the capitalist arm of China's Belt and Road Initiative, which, uh, you know, is, is basically President Xi Jinping's uh, imperialist takeover of the world. Uh, it's his way of, uh, you know, in, ensnaring smaller you know, developing countries in debt trap of buying up their natural resources of um, buying their infrastructure uh, and taking over America, overtaking America as the world's economic superpower. Um, so it's a real threat and a challenge to the United States. And there was the Biden family, including Joe, as joint venture partners with the Belt and Road Initiative. Uh, and, um, you know, th that had to have come to the attention of the intelligence agencies. And I think you look at Hunter, I mean, he waved off his Secret Service detail at one point. I guess they may have been cramping his style on the drugs and prostitutes side. And uh, he, he, but, but, but he seemed to have nine lives, you know, while all around him, his partners were being arrested, going to jail, disappearing, being murdered. He was just emerging always unscathed, smelling like roses. And he was living a very high risk lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it, it felt like at all these stages when crisis after crisis occurs, somehow he had a guardian angel that whipped him out of trouble or warned him about trouble. And uh, I can only surmise that that was someone in the intelligence services keeping an eye on him, maybe even using him to get intel from uh, these high-flying circles he was in in China and Russia. Boy, that's an interest, interesting angle. Imagine if that turns out to be the case, that because he was so compromised, they used him as a vein for understanding what China was really up to. Uh, that would be an amazing thing. Last well, question. And, oh, go, please, please. Sorry, and, and the 51 former intelligence officials, uh, that letter um, that they put out, that scurrilous letter claiming that the laptop and our reporting was Russian disinformation, that was led by John Brennan. So you wonder how much of it was, you know, helping. Obviously, it was it was a political statement to help Joe Biden uh, win the election. 
and get him out of hot water. But also, it probably was a, a, a backside covering operation because if it were known that uh, the CIA or intelligence services were aware of what Hunter Biden was doing, they were aware of the entire Biden family grift, and and that's collusion on their heart, on their behalf. Were they being paid for it? I mean, who knows? Yeah, no, it, it is remarkable. And there's another oddity. You would almost never, if you were in business with someone, you're, you're a lawyer and you're in business with someone like a Patrico, you would never mm. then go and represent them uh, in early on in the criminal case. But Patrico, I think, plays uh, Hunter by like a million dollars to represent him after he's been arrested. That just, there's something about that that I've never seen in the normal legal world. Well, what is even more interesting about that is that the original deal was made months before Patrick Ho was arrested. Good point. It was when Chairman Yi felt he felt think something was wrong because Director Zhang, his number two, had had his visas um, cancelled for him and his wife and his family, and that was the first indication that something was wrong. Uh, that maybe the Trump administration was starting to pay attention to this racket, and so Chairman Yi. Uh, paid or signed a contract with Hunter to pay him $1 million to be his, to be Chairman Yee's legal representative, a.k.a. to protect him if something went wrong in America for him. And um, and then Patrick Ho was the one, Yee was already in China, and Patrick Ho was the one who was arrested. So that $1 million retainer then went to Chairman Yee's 2IC, Patrick Ho, or not 2IC, his, uh, you know, one of his people, um, Patrick Ho. So, and, and, you know, Hunter didn't do anything apart from contact a couple of lawyers on, right. on um, their behalf. Yeah, no, there's, there's evidence, very, just like Burisma, very little evidence he did anything uh, yeah. sig- significant other Easy than, money. yeah, just yeah. collect the money and maybe set up a, a dinner here and there, uh, which is, yeah. is remarkable. Last question, because I, I grew up in the, as a reporter in the 90s. I cut my teeth on the Asia fundraising scandal. I actually wrote some of the original stories about uh, Ron Brown and the Democratic National Committee and the Clinton machine that was clearly infiltrated by Chinese uh, actors, you know, picking Americans to front their interests. You would think after all the things we learned about China's infiltrations and efforts to infiltrate that someone like the Biden family would be on high alert not to fall for something like this. You'd almost have to make a conscious decision to go in bed with these sort of players, knowing that they probably have a connection to (laughs) intelligence uh, or nefarious uh, intentions. Why do you think the willful blindness? I mean, this is not only risky behavior for Hunter, who, you know, prostitutes, I get it, drugs, you get all that. But this is risky behavior for Joe Biden, James Biden, others who are involved in this because uh, they had to know that China had interests beyond just making them wealthy. Yes. And look, I when I was doing the book, I looked at um, Joe Biden's connections to China and they go back a long, they long do. way to when he was in his very earliest days as a senator, when he was one of the first uh, American political delegations to be invited to China, uh, he was wined and dined, taken away for a weekend to the equivalent of Martha's Vineyards there, met all the top CCP people, came back and was uh, so gushing in his praise for communist China that I think it was the Weekly Standard wrote just a scathing piece saying what an incredibly embarrassing buffoon he was um, for, for being such a patsy. And, uh, you know, those were the days where we weren't really aware of, uh, you know, the, the hazards, the risks of, um, of China and uh, how devious they were. But um, then when he was a, a powerful um, senator, I think he was in charge of the Foreign Relations Committee, chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee uh, during the Clinton years, he um, he basically was instrumental in uh, persuading his fellow reluctant Democrats to uh, allow uh, China to join the World Trade Organization. And of course, that was in 2001, I think. And that was uh, maybe 2000. That was just the, the kiss of death to America's manufacturing heartland, uh, to the very voters um, that the Democrats professed to care for. I mean, it just ripped the guts out of uh, of America's manufacturing and um, and the working class. And that was Joe Biden uh, right there at the very beginning of China's uh, sort of dis- destruction, slow bore destruction of, of America. Yeah, so remarkable. The work you've done, Miranda, is remarkable. I mean, the laptop and 
making it make sense because I've seen it. You know, I got my own copy. It's millions of disparate pieces of information. And you've been able to time and time again, zero it down to what matters to the American people, which is what was the Biden family doing? What might have they been compromised by? And what did they get as a reward? And, and that work is epically important to the future. Last thought, as you look out at where the prosecutors are, we hear different things, right? We hear foreign lobbying violations, tax violations. We know Hunter was told for years he hadn't paid money on the Burisma stuff. Do you think that there's an element of Foreign Corrupt Practices Acts here, that there, there's enough of a pay-to-play element that maybe some of this should be re- reviewed under the restrictions of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act? Oh, definitely. I mean, there's so many, um, you know, on, the, on their face, FARA violations uh, all over the laptop, um, and they're pretty naked. And, I mean, this was a, a law that was hardly ever used right. until the Trump people came along. Ironically, and it yes. Was weaponized, yeah. And so, I mean, Paul Manafort went to jail for much less. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, there, there's there, something has to change. You cannot allow, you know, the, someone in the, you know, a vice president and his family to be so corrupted, to have so many conflicts of interest. Um, I think for the future, that I mean, that'll be something Republicans will have to worry about. But you know, they're they're compromised as well. That's they the are. problem. I mean, this is a this is a, a Washington-wide disease. It's just that Joe Biden, uh, I guess, did it better than anyone else. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And uh, that's the problem. A lot of Republicans don't want to dig into this because they have their own China problems. That's the uh, the dirty little secret here in Washington, as uh, as uh, our good friend uh, did in his latest book. Peter Schweitzer really exposed that. Miranda, thank you for the time you've done, for all the great journalism you've done. You have really created an enormous public service. And I know uh, we're soon going to find out what's going to happen in the Hunter Biden criminal investigation. I think we're not too far away from finding out the truth. Yes. Thank you so much, John. Thanks for all your fabulous work as yeah. well. And great book, folks. If you haven't gotten it, which you'd be crazy if you don't have it, go to the bookstore right now and get it. It is the best book of the year. Laptop from Hell, Hunter Biden, Big Tech, and the Dirty Secrets the President Tried to Hide. It is one of the best reads. You'll really understand all that Miranda just talked about. Miranda, have a great day. Thank you. You too, John. Bye. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk to John Ball McIsaac, the man who found that laptop. We're going to stay right on this topic right after this. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time, go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. 
Join now at amacamac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us forward slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. This next guest we've had on the show several times. He's got some big news, a brand new book out on what it was really like to have that laptop from hell in his hands, do the right thing, give it to the FBI so that it can lead to an investigation. Joining me right now, that former Delaware computer shop owner and great American patriot, John Paul McIsaac. John Paul, great to have you back on the show. Thanks, John, for having me. Well, I hear congratulations are, are in order. I was on Amazon yesterday and saw the uh, the announcement of your new book. Congratulations. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, I never thought I'd be an author in my entire life. I, I didn't really pay that much attention in high school. So uh, when when I <laughs> when I basically realized that my my chance of defending my actions in the court of law with Twitter was was coming to an end rather abruptly, I, I realized I kind of panicked and I I realized that the only way I was truly going to tell everybody what really happened without anybody's bias or anybody trying to inject a narrative into it was to sit down and write a book. And I knocked out 66,000 words in about five weeks. That's how, uh, that's how fear, frustration, and anxiety can be molded into something that can produce something good. So I then uh, tried to, my best to get people's attention, but this is, this is the fall of 2021 and Pretty much the, the Hunter Biden story was evaporated by then. Yeah, uh, I, Nobody was returning my calls. Uh, I, I was getting the feeling that there were two reasons why nobody was responding to me. And that was either I was toxic and nobody wanted their Twitter account frozen for having anything to do with me. Right. Or people, people just didn't care anymore, which, which was very frustrating because I spent, you know, by that time over a year and a half trying to get the truth out. So I ended up... Um, Kind of, kind of getting a little depressed about that, and then I got a phone call from Fox Nation at the end of the year asking me if I wanted to do a part in uh, this Hunter Biden story. So I, I agreed because anything to keep this conversation going and possibly rekindle, you know, the interest in the book. Right. And, uh, and through that, I was able to make some connections, uh, notably Miranda Devine, and. I can't begin to say how instrumental she was in, in kind of explaining to me this process and everything needed. So I, I, I can't begin to, there's, there's words I can't describe the, the lifeline she threw me. So yeah. I've been, um, you know, this things move quickly and uh, yeah, I went out on uh, Amazon yesterday and I was very, very happy. It's kind of, it feels like this is the first real positive push to, in, in my favor, if you will, that to, to get the story out and, um, and I own it. So it, it's, I feel like it's, it's how I wanted to tell my story and nobody else. Yeah. Well, listen, I think you've done an amazing job of staying true to the facts. I think a lot of people had political agendas. They had, you know, different things. You've always been the guy that has stuck to the facts and, and you've been straightforward every single fact you've ever told me when we went out to report it it is always it is always checked so what is the title of your new book uh it's called american injustice and i i know that kind of sounds egotistical but for me the true injustice even though i went through a lot but i know history is full of people that have been through a heck of a lot more this this is truly an injustice to america on a whole um the, the blocking of the story when it first came out, the collaborative effort between intelligence experts, yeah. uh, federal agencies, mainstream media, traditional media, and social media to, to repress and block the story during an election, uh, the, the weaponization of federal agencies that are supposed to be there when you see something criminal and you need to bring it to somebody's attention and you have some level. Maybe it's a naive repairman point of view, and I feel that it's better to repair than replace. So I put faith in these systems. And unfortunately, in the repair industry, sometimes you got to wait for something to break before you can fix it. Yeah, is that true? Well, it's uh, up on the site. Uh, on, I just saw it on Amazon yesterday. American Injustice, My Battle to Expose the Truth. And I think you really have 
been able f- to allow all of us to understand just how bad this influence peddling operation was that Hunter Biden did. And every step of the way, let's just remind people, I know you've told people on this podcast before, but in the months after your name became public, the sort of hate, I mean, you needed police outside your shop from time to time to protect you, correct? Uh, it was days after my name got leaked. I mean, hours, basically, but right. the general population, because the story was repressed, I had customers coming in, but there were also other individuals that were coming in. And that kind of, and that combined with the the barrage of uh, death threats and hate mail and voicemails, it, I had to file a terroristic report with the Wilmington Police Department. and. Yeah. They put an officer out in front of my shop until until I closed, basically, which was November 2nd wow. of 2020. That's unbelievable. It's just amazing. We need to remind people that because you, you paid a price. You lost your shop. You have all this hate that was directed at you. Your safety was put in and security was put in justice. But you never wavered from the truth. And I want to go to that point because Hunter Biden shows up in your computer shop about nine, ten days after I wrote my first Actually, a little bit longer, about two weeks after I wrote my first column, calling into question why the prosecutor overseeing the Breesma investigation was fired by uh, Hunter Biden's dad, forced to be fired. The now famous, you're not getting your billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor line. So it's about two weeks after the interest in the story is rekindled and it's now focused on Joe Biden. Have you ever divined, as you look back now, divined what Hunter Biden's intention was in dropping off and just leaving this explosive laptop with you. Do you have a theory? Well, I mean, Hunter's publicly said that he he was in a cloud and a haze during that period of his life. So he was prone to leaving multiple electronic devices in multiple locations. That instinctively just in in the condition he was in, both times he was in the shop, first to drop off the equipment and then to drop off the external hard drive that I ultimately recovered the data to. Uh, both of which he never came and picked up and that are later now in the hands of the FBI somewhere. He was not sober. So I, I really don't think he knew what he was doing. I mean, part of me, just the amount of stuff, the carelessness, part of me sees it as a, a maybe this is a subconscious cry for help, put himself in this situation. But I think he just, just didn't, he wasn't aware of his surroundings. Yeah. And I think in your in your introduction to your book, you talk about he stumbled into your shop. So, right, you know, right away, you get the sense that this was a guy whose life was a mess. And maybe this new scrutiny was going to add to the stressors uh, in his already stressed out life with divorce and and uh, affairs and prostitutes and drugs and all the things that we now know are there. You, in the summer, after the laptop legally becomes your possession because he abandons it under the terms of the contract, uh, as you dig in, you become really concerned about the Burisma angle of his foreign business deals. Tell us what jumped out at you. We know so much more about Burisma now than we did in 2019 when I started writing about it. But um, uh, what jumped out at you in terms of the trend lines you saw with Hunter Biden, Burisma, his father, Ukraine, the Russian oligarchs? Well, I, I mean, initially, it was just the, the large amount of money and I was trying to think, because I did some research, I I wanted to see what possibly Hunter could have done in his life that would merit a position on the natural gas company on the board. And I really wasn't seeing it. Maybe it's a little bit of time on Amtrak, but most of his previous work experience revolves around donors to his father's previous campaigns. So I didn't really, I I mean, that kind of gave me a clue of what was going on, but I really, I really didn't know. So that after it became my property, then I started to see, I started back to where it made sense to start back. And that was early 2014 when the pro-Russian Ukrainian president had to flee. And basically the whole Ukraine war one started and uh, ended up, you know, seeing, seeing the request being made from Burisma to Hunter for, for assistance directly from the state department, whether it was acquiring visas or turning a blind eye, it's just kind of, it, it definitely felt like this is what Burisma was paying for. And then when I found the original email where Hunter was kind of hatching the idea for what eventually in the book I called the Burisma grift, uh, it, it was it was basically playing the field. If, if this guy wins the election, we know it's going to be harder on Burisma. So we're going to have to you know, bolster our efforts to give them the protection. We'll have my dad go through or my guy go through 
we can't guarantee how much of a commitment he's going to make, but we can say it's a value added. So it was just, they, they were planning it. And, and it looked like they were going to use a lot of the international monetary funds money to, uh, that was coming into the Ukraine at the time, they were, they were there to protect that money and who they were protecting it for were these rich Ukrainian oligarchs. So it made perfect sense. Once you kind of lay down the timeline and see these, these favors that were being asked, can you please take, get your, um, get the people, you know, to put pressure on the Ukrainian government to stop investigating Burisma. It, it was clear as day. Yeah, it really is. Oh, it, it becomes more and more, uh, clear every day now that we um, you see what we what we've seen and it was basically a protection racket that that's what Burisma was looking for. If we have the vice president's son coming on board just as the Brits have opened up the investigation of our company, uh, we're gonna be a little more untouchable than we were without him. And uh, they just make a lot of money just uh, being sort of that protection racket for for the company, which by the way works out great because they ultimately get settled without really any significant prosecutions despite a widespread belief by the State Department that this was a very corrupt owner and a corrupt company. And um, it's, uh, it's pretty remarkable. When you look at the, the coverage and how much it has changed in the last couple of weeks, almost every major news organization that was treating your laptop as Russian disinformation and you a pariah and me a pariah and Peter Schweitzer a pariah, now they're covering the substance of here and, and realizing that Hunter Biden was involved in this extraordinarily large influence peddling operation. This wasn't just Burisma, it's China, Burisma, Romania. You can go name mm-hmm. a country, I could probably find a connection. Uh, what do you make of the sudden change of heart by journalists and why you think they're doing it at this moment? Why now? Well, I mean, I can only speculate that, uh, that either something's about to hit a fan and they want to cover their bums or they've lost favor with uh, the current administration and they no longer want to run cover for them. Yeah. They did their work and now they want to reclaim some credibility before that, that moment hits the fan. Based on what you saw, did you have any doubt that there might be legal issues, criminal conduct on the laptop when you turned it over when you and your family turned it over to the FBI in December 2019? So I definitely felt like, again, I, I, I got my law degree at Rodeo Clown School, so I, I'm not <laughs> able to say that this is criminal activity. It's, it, I suspected criminal activity. It didn't seem right. The, the things that I knew that I checked with my father, who decorated colonel uh, from the Air Force. Sure. Like, is this a national security concern? Is is sending in the open air, unencrypted, the vice president's travel schedule to a Ukrainian citizen? Is this a national security concern? And the answer is yes. So even though I don't know about the criminality, I am aware that there were some serious national security concerns. My biggest concern at that point early on was I had read, uh, read and seen text messages where the Secret Service had been running cover for Hunter for years, even when his father was not in vice president. So I, I knew that Hunter Biden had in his possession a signed authorization saying that I was allowed to go through his devices and recover data. Right. So there was a piece of paper. And if, and if Secret Service guys were willing to knock on a door to say, stop using your dad's credit card or, or, yep. or snap him out of a drug-induced overdose right. or pull a gun out of a trash can in a Greenville shopping center. These things are, who am I? You know, the second they see this paperwork, I'm going to disappear. So that was my, my self-preservation was my driving motivation to get this to the authorities because there were some national security concerns. Sure. I had seen illegal things because I know smoking crack is illegal right? and possessing drugs is illegal. But the, I didn't care about that. I never cared about the porn or the, the stuff that sells the horrible newspapers. I only cared about the safety, security of this country and, and this blatant disregard for truth and, and uh, you know, with, with the whole pay for play and, and the abuse of the former administration. So it was, uh, that, those are my concerns. And, and uh, the, the criminality, I couldn't, I didn't know. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't go to law school. It is remarkable. Something didn't feel right, though, when you're when you're there. And I think that that instinct has proven so 
true now as people look out over uh, time and see this. Now, there are many people that are trying to hijack or change or uh, alter the narrative at these last minutes. One of those narratives is Hunter Biden is a hapless guy. He didn't mean to violate the law. But when you read these emails back in 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, there is a clarity of vision of what he's doing. He knows that he's targeting his father or people who have interest in his father's business. In fact, I think the most telling email of all the emails I found on the hard drive, which was consistent with the interviews I did before we knew the hard drive existed, is when he's found out he's going to be put on the board of Burisma, it's going to be announced in May, but it's April 2014. His father's going to give his first speech in Ukraine. And in the speech, he mentions the need to expand natural gas exploration in Ukraine, make Ukraine natural gas independent. Burisma's big primary business is natural gas. And Hunter Biden writes his buddy, uh, Devin Archer, and said, tell Burisma we got that into the um, speech so they know we've already added value, meaning he influenced his father to say something in an official government speech. Did you have any idea when you looked through these things that early on there was a there was a this wasn't a hapless guy he had a calculating plan to cash in on his father right? Oh yeah, no this this, this Hunter knew he was the bag man and that was his job and he knew it and he he was actually pretty pretty good at it and I, I see a clarity in his decision making and his thought processes. He's not an idiot. He's incredibly intelligent. He really is. It's just, unfortunately, it's, it's used for nefarious purposes. Yeah. That's the one thing. When you read that laptop long enough, you realize this is a very smart man. He just put it to use on an influence peddling scheme and to, instead of doing something else that, that might have been uh, you know, productive. Uh, it's, it's remarkable. The second part I want to ask you, there have been these reports over the last uh, week or two that an activist claims to have been able to extract another three, four hundred uh, gigabytes of data uh, from the hard drive uh, that had been deleted or stole, or hidden or whatever. You know, I have my own version of the lap, uh, a copy of the laptop. The whole hard drive is like 500 gigabytes. You recovered about 300. Is it technically possible for someone to recover another 400 gigabytes of information on a laptop that had less than 200 gigabytes of space? That, that's kind of a tricky question. So if you go back and you see what I did originally, so this was a liquid damaged machine. It would not remain powered on. So, and the drive is a proprietary Apple because Apple's like that. Thank you, Apple. Right. Uh, so you can't just <laughs> pull out the drive and stick it in something else. So that's how Apple prevents you from being able to upgrade their products. And then you have to buy new products instead of repair. So the, uh, the condition of the machine prevented me from ever doing a forensic level or what they call a block copy of the drive. Right. Okay. Uh, so what I was forced to do, and this is why, unfortunately, I had to witness all the data that I did during that time was because I had to manually drag and drop folders onto an external volume. And then when the computer was shut down, I'd have to open it back up, verify what I copied, look at the data to make sure it finished the transfer, and then move to the next folder. So that process took, you know, 12, 13 hours. So the machine was never up and running long enough to do a continuous copy of the drive. So what is referred to as a forensic copy was never made. Right. I was successful at recovering 220 gigabytes, about actually 218 gigabytes of data of what's called on a Mac, the home folder, which is where a user on a Mac puts all their personal stuff. These were only visible files. When I transferred that data from one file system to another, it ballooned in size to 300 gigs because an older file system is not as efficient as, efficient as a newer file system. Right. So there was some weight gained with the files, even though the, the actual core data never really changed. It's still 218 gigs. I copied that data to a 500 gig hard drive and then mailed that to Giuliani's office. Right. So during that entire process, there was never a block copy scan so that deleted files could ultimately be recovered at a later date. So when I first heard rumors that there was an individual that was recovering data off of a Hunter Biden laptop or a copy of a hard drive of Hunter Biden's laptop, and I started to see these numbers come out, my first instinct is like, oh, he got his own laptop because there's no way that he could find 450 gigs. And, and later, uh, a tech expert of his clarified that it was 130 gigs of compressed data. Right. Which 
still didn't sit right with me because, and then this is the really the big thing, which the FBI can prove that in one mouse click, the machine that the FBI took possession of that I made the copy of the data from uh, only had a 250 gig drive to begin with. So if you run the serial number off the subpoena with at uh, you know apple.com serial number, right. whatever, it's going to come back and say this drive is only a 250 gig drive. So I recovered 220 gigs of data off of a 250 gig drive that has now turned out to be 450 gigs of deleted data. Yeah. I, there's just the laws of physics don't apply. So yep. I just assumed the law of physics would suggest that this can't be done. <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. Now that's why I feel like there's another laptop. We know that there's a history of Hunter leaving laptops around right. town. So it's not unheard of. He knows that there's one that's not accounted that's from Russia. We also are talking about an iCloud account that could have been hacked. There's, there's other places that this could have come from. Right. So I kind of just figured that, you know, Jack's got something going on over in Switzerland with, with, uh, with a different laptop. Yeah. Uh, I actually got an email from uh, Josh Boswell on behalf of Jack asking me if I wanted to come out to Switzerland with an original copy of the drive. Right. And this, this was... Uh, so that I could have that forensically analyzed. So this kind of goes back. I'm thinking, oh, he, he wants two laptops. And this was done on March 17th. So I was a little surprised with like three weeks later, he's announced he's recovered 450 gigs of data off of a drive because he was asking me for the original copy to do this forensics analysis back in March, on March 17th. So it, it, the whole thing is just, it's on. I've asked for clarity. I haven't really got it. Uh, I, I, I know he has to have another laptop. My fear is that if there is questionable hacked material that right. is being grouped in with the legitimate yep. Hunter Biden hard drive, that could muddy the waters. Ultimately, if it's considered all hacked material, like a lot of these things get grouped into and right. get the label, uh, then I doubt that that laptop would ever be admissible in a court of law. And I, everything I sacrificed for would be yeah, well, the good news is that the, the feds already have everything that could be on the laptop because of all the subpoenas that they executed. And, you know, there is one contiguous set of data set that I'm sure the government has based on my reporting that I think will give us all a little bit more comfort level when we're done. But um, uh, from your mind, the, there's no chance that 400 additional gigabytes of data was on the hard drive uh, that you had, right? That, that you feel pretty confident in that, don't you? Yeah, there there is only thirty gigs of free space. So how you can get one hundred and thirty gigs and image files and video files? You can't. They're already compressed. That's right. That's the problem. You can't compress. Can't go further. Thousand. If if you're if you took a photo on a eight year old iPhone and that photo is one meg and you have eighty thousand of those photos, that's eighty gigabytes of data. That's right. Yeah, such an that's, important thing. Where where would that go? Where, where, so that's, and again, I have no doubt that whatever's happening in Switzerland, I'm not denying that it's, it's factual. There's, you know, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anything new. Your point is it's uh, not your hard drive. It's just not, it's not coming from the laptop that I had in my chain of custody. I think that's the important thing. John Paul, as we wrap up here, what are you looking for to happen? We had Miranda on earlier. She talked about this moment of reckoning for the Biden family that what may have been a 10 or 20 year operation to make money off of the political influence that the Biden family had is coming to an end. It's getting exposed. What do you hope to see? Uh, what would be the most satisfying outcome for you to see uh, where this story ultimately comes to an end? Well, I just, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to set expectations anymore. Yeah. I do know that when I, when I handed the drive over to Bob Costello, uh, Rudy Giuliani's lawyer, right. I told him I would be willing, you know, if this goes south, I'd be willing to sacrifice everything as long as eventually there's justice. And so I still feel that way. You know, yeah. Just, just justice, yeah. whatever that materializes, however we can make things better fix what's broken, you know, then, then I would be happy with that. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's exactly what uh, people, that transparency that you've already created because of the hard drive and then Miranda's great work and others of, of us who have done it. Transparency was the first step. And I think justice will flow from that transparency. And we would have gotten none of that 
were it not for your courage to step forward and do what you did by going to the FBI and then later to Rudy Giuliani's um, lawyer. So, John Paul, history has already been written by the good decisions you made. And I know our, our audience here is uh, is grateful for all that courage that you showed. No, I'm, gr- I'm grateful for the support. It's uh, it's definitely given me the strength to keep going. Yeah. Well, now we're uh, now put this on your calendar, folks. November 22nd. 2022. So right when you're getting ready to cook your turkey dinner this year, American Injustice, My Battle to Expose the Truth. John Paul McIsaac's new book already up for pre-sale on Amazon. Go check it out. I've ordered my copy already. You should be ordering yours. Get ready. It's going to be a big first-person story. Only one person could tell this story, honestly, and that's John Paul McIsaac because he was there. Uh, John Paul, thanks so much for the time today. We look forward to catching up with you. Thank you, John. Have a great day. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. So grateful to Miranda and to John Paul for their very thoughtful interviews. We've got a lot of conversation. We're able to do real conversation. I think that that is a good thing when we can have talk for a while and learn how to make a difference. That's what we always like to do day in and day out. Hey, last night on the TV show, we had Philip Patrick on. He's the Birch Gold Group expert. And we talked about the economy, all the things that were making us feel agita about our investments, our retirement. And some people said, hey, Philip Patrick mentioned, how can I go about getting gold and silver into my retirement accounts? Well, we're going to tell you how you can do that. They've created up a special offer for Just News, Just the News followers, for John Solomon Reports followers. Here's what you do. You take the words Just News, one word, put it together, Just News, and text it to 989898, and you're going to get a 20-page guide that tells you how you can get started on incorporating gold and silver into an eligible 401k or IRA account. It's that simple. Just text the words, just news, one word, 989898. One more time, just news, 989898. Text that. You're on your way to learning how to diversify your portfolio in these turbulent times. Thanks to Philip Patrick for coming on the show. He'll be on the podcast soon. But in the meantime, if you want to get that guide, that's what you do to start getting precious metals incorporated into your, I'm sure, very volatile stock investments right now. It is a turbulent financial world out there. And today's inflation number doesn't help. So get ahead of this. Don't waste any more time. Find out about how you can get under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account that lets you invest in gold and silver, which are outperforming almost at 9% this year since the beginning of the year. All you got to do is text the word Just News to 989898 to get started. All right, folks, have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z 
The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, expert politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. 